Welcome to the Permission to Succeed podcast. The purpose of our podcast is to inspire you with stories and wisdom learned from people who are out there killing it. People who at some point in their life gave themselves permission to succeed. Now, onto the show with your hosts, Matt Halloran and Doug Heikinen. Hello and welcome. We are live from the Market Council Summit meeting in beautiful Las Vegas at the Four Seasons Hotel. Our next guest is Eric Clark, the founder and CEO of Orion Advisor Services, the industry's premier portfolio accounting platform for advisors. Now, the Permission to Succeed podcast is about learning from and being inspired from the people out there who are just killing it. And because at some point they gave themselves permission to succeed, much like our guest, Eric. So, Eric, you have achieved something that a lot of people have stepped up to the plate for, man, right? They have technology solutions. But the biggest problem that, that I want to know how you've overcome is advisors' implementation of technology. They're, they're like technophobes. How have you been able to bring them into the fold and really use what you've created? Absolutely. Well, thank you. It's an honor to be on the podcast uh, this afternoon and, and to be able to spend some time with you. You know, when we look at helping our advisors implement technology, you know, we really got our start as the operations and IT group for a registered investment advisor. And as we were out looking for technology to better support our fiduciary advisory business, we couldn't find what we needed. And we had tried a series of off-the-shelf solutions that didn't uh, you know, didn't meet the mark as far as what we were looking for. And because we had had that experience and because we were not a technology business selling into the advisory community, we were an advisor first and we knew exactly what technology we needed to support our business. Uh, it really presented a huge opportunity for us because uh, the business plan came to us, so to speak, um, when we were creating uh, the technology, the Orion technology, we really needed it. And because of that need, um, be, you know, really formed the, the start of our business. And we, we did know one thing right off the bat, and that is that we needed to have other advisory firms participating and utilizing that technology for us to remain relevant over time. That was nearly 20 years ago that we started our business. Hmm. And today we support just over 1,800 individual firms, tens of thousands of advisors that use our technology. And uh, we maintain and, and support just over $750 billion of, of assets on the technology platform today. Well, let's talk about the platform itself, because it has grown exponentially since what you have built, what you built at the beginning. Would you mind just giving us a little brief glimpse of the amazing thing that you've created? Absolutely. So we do three main things for the advisory firms that we support. We do reporting, we do billing, and we do trading. And under the reporting category, we do some really innovative things. You know, reports have evolved over time. Certainly, we're not just focused on, you know, creating printed and mailed reports anymore. Today, we have interactive, you know, on-screen presentation capabilities. We support client portals, mobile apps, uh, the ability to text information to clients, those types of things. So underneath the reporting category, we, we have a lot of really fun and 
and uh, interesting ways that we can help our advisors be innovative. Beyond that, when it comes time to billing, that's the technology that, that we have at Orion that is near and dear to our advisor's heart because that's how they ultimately get paid. And uh, we support, you know, lots of different ways for our advisors to work with clients, whether that's on a uh, assets under management basis, a flat fee basis, or even the ability to support financial planning fees as they're working with new relationships or prospects. And beyond the billing, the third main component of our technology is the trading. And we are really focused on creating ways for our advisors to uh, create scale with their businesses. And one of the ways that we do that is allow our advisors to assign model mm -hmm. uh, portfolios to a whole series of underlying client accounts. They can assign those not only at the account level, but also at the household level to create some tax efficiencies, which is a really exciting thing for advisors to talk to their clients about these days is uh, adding tax alpha to their portfolios. Sure. So there's the three main things that we support with the technology. And uh, there's a lot of technology out there that advisors need that we don't support natively from our system. And so we do have a web API layer mm -hmm. that efficiently integrates our technology with the other third-party technologies that our advisors use, like financial planning systems, mm -hmm. CRM systems, risk uh, management systems, those types of things. Now, everything is moving so quickly in technology. We were joking uh, this morning on the way here, uh, I was watching a, uh, a Netflix special on just algorithms alone, which is like a two and a half hour you know, Netflix special. How do you keep up? I mean, how do you stay so relevant? Because I think that's one of the biggest strengths for Orion. You're absolutely correct. The rate of change in the world around us is moving at an increasing rate. Certainly the, the change that we see in our lives day to day uh, is much more rapid than say it was two or three years ago. And if we look two to three years ahead into the future, we would definitely see or anticipate that the rate of change at that point is gonna be uh, moving at a faster clip than it is today. So. In order for us to be successful in the technology business, we have to constantly disrupt our own business. So we have to do things that are constantly challenge, challenging the way that we think about our business, the way that we think about providing services to our advisors, and beyond that, the way that our advisors provide services to their clients. And so for us to be successful into the future, we are going to have to disrupt our current business model and continue to disrupt that model and think of very innovative ways that we can help our advisors win. Eric, success, personal success doesn't happen overnight. It's through a series of experiences, through people along the way. Can you share with us a little bit about growing up and what were your influences? Absolutely. So I grew up in a household where my father and mother uh, encouraged us to work. I was one of four boys and I have one sister, but if you can imagine a household with four boys, your, your parents are going to be busy um, having you work. And we were encouraged uh, to start our own businesses and be entrepreneurial. So, uh, I used to mow yards, you know, at a very basic level. It kind of teaches you the importance of 
uh, you know, good customer service, collections, uh, invoices, those very simple uh, business things. And I also learned that I didn't like mowing yards. And so my brother uh, Scott and I decided that we, we were both uh, competitive swimmers and we decided that we would start teaching swimming lessons in our backyard. And, and we actually did that for a period of eight years all through high school, uh, college, and a little bit into to grad school as well, because we got that business built up to the point where we were teaching over 500 kids a summer. And that business really gave us both a really entrepreneurial uh, you know, beginning to deciding, hey, you know what? I'd like to start and run and operate my own business one day. Now, as I finished up graduate school, my father had a financial planning and, and an investment advisory business, and it just made sense for me to go to work in our family business. And ultimately, while I was there, uh, came up with the business plan to start the, the Orion technology business and had the support of my father and his partners at the time to start that business and we spun ourselves out of the, the RIA to form the company that today is Orion in December of 1999. So was there a point through all this, and this podcast is called Permission to Succeed, where you came to a point where you're like, Ugh, I don't know, and you looked deep inside of you and said, I can do all this? I think that the best way to describe that feeling for me was that I didn't have a plan B. It was uh, make this business a success or be in jeopardy of ultimately not, uh, you know, making a house payment, making a car payment. Um, you know, I didn't have the luxury of saying, well, if this business doesn't work out, I'm going to go do something else. This was it for me. I mean, I had an accounting degree and a graduate degree in business, but ultimately I felt like this was uh, plan A and plan B all at the same time. And, and, and it was incredibly important to me on a personal basis that this business be successful. And I think that as you look at a lot of entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial success stories out there, you realize that they were successful because plan B didn't look all that attractive. And as a result of that, you know, you make it work and you figure out how you're going to, to make this business a success. And that's fortunately what we were able to, to do over the past 20 years at Orion. Okay, I want to. We're going to rewind the timeline here because there are a couple of things that you just said are utterly fascinating to me that your parents tried to foster that entrepreneurial. Um, so they gave you permission. How did they do that? I mean, did they just say, Eric, go make some money? I mean, help us understand because we don't hear that often on the podcast, right? It's usually somebody has an epiphany, they fell down, and they're like, I, I'm going to dust myself off and I'm going to kick this. But help us with that, will you? Uh, I, absolutely. So my father was an entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial uh, he had that entrepreneur's mindset. You know, he uh, left a, a brokerage firm uh, in 1973 to go out on his own with an independent broker dealer. And at that time, there weren't too many breakaway brokers as, as we refer to them today in this business. And, you know, he really went out with his partner, 
you know, his branch manager at Dean Witter when they were bought out and they went out on their own and, and were selling mutual funds in the, the mid to late seventies and decided to put a managed account wrapper around those mutual funds. And so with his mindset, you know, we grew up in a household where being out on our own was not uh, something that was out of the norm. In fact, I, I know that my father took a, a, a little bit of heat about his entrepreneurial desires from his father-in-law, who had worked at the same company very successfully for over a 40-year time frame. So I do think that there was a mindset that that was an okay thing to take a risk and not only take a risk, but you were expected to work really hard and make it work. How did they support you with that, though? Because with that risk, and since that was something that was just part of your dad, right, and he instilled that on you and your brothers, when you did fall down, right, what sort of stuff did he pass on? Yeah, going back to my my teenage years and my college years, um, and even the summer uh, that I did this in graduate school, when we were doing swimming lessons, and I know that is not what this podcast is about, but the entrepreneurial spark and the the being given the the freedom uh, to to experience both risk and failure. You know, most people don't put in a swimming pool in their backyard to allow 500 kids. Uh, to come and participate in swimming lessons. Not only that, but our parents paid for the the chlorine. We we had to maintain the pool for them, but from you know eight to five every day, that pool was in full use, and people were coming and going from our home. We drove our neighbors crazy. You know, our parents stuck up for us with with the neighbors as they would uh, complain about the traffic from time to time. But those types of uh, support systems really allowed us to say to ourselves, hey, we can start something, we can make something here. And in fact, we can experience a greater reward by starting our own business as opposed to going to work somewhere else at the time. You know, minimum wage was not a very attractive uh, uh, rate at that, at that point, not that it is today, but it certainly wasn't then compared to what we could make by starting and running our own business. You know, Matt took us to the Wayback Machine, and we're going to come back to today. And, and when we were warming up and talking to you about Orion, you, the first thing you said was, you, you have a great team. And that's, everybody needs a great team. But what have you learned about yourself along the way that's been key? You know, I've learned that I have a lot of ideas. I, I love to be innovative. I have to be careful, though, because not all of my ideas are good ideas. And I have to leverage the skill set and the diversity of my team to keep my ideas in check so that I don't go too far down a, a road that, that uh, ultimately won't be successful. And uh, when I say my team, I would also include our advisors that we have the opportunity to serve and to work for. Our advisors, I feel, are some of the very best advisors in the country, and they have shared invaluable ideas and feedback with us over the past 20 years to make our technology what it is today. We would not be where we are today without the incredible feedback of those advisors and their teams, in addition to my uh, staff's ideas and feedback. But all of those types of things have allowed us to keep our ideas in check. 
Well, one of the things that I really want to try to do with this podcast, when Doug and I talked about giving people permission, if you were able to give a young entrepreneur that one piece of sage advice that either you wish you had or you heard early on in your entrepreneurial career, what, what would that be? You know, there are three things that I think are core to our Orion DNA, and they're certainly core to my DNA, and that is uh, innovate, disrupt, and win. And I'd love to uh, think that regardless of what business I am running, that those three things I would, I would carry with me. I'm a huge believer in being innovative. It doesn't take a lot of brilliance to de- uh, determine that you need to be innovative in the tech space, but our advisors need to be innovative as well. We're all threatened by technology at different levels, at different ways, at commoditizing the value add and the uh, specific value proposition that we have at any given point in time. So we always have to be innovative. None of us want to be you know, uh, tomorrow's blockbuster uh, videos or the BlackBerry phone where we enjoy a lot of market share and a fair degree of success that ultimately gets a leapfrog by being innovated, out-innovated by the competition. And to be innovative, you have to be willing to constantly disrupt your business model. You have to constantly challenge the way that you do things to become uh, better. And ultimately, those two ingredients should lead you to a fair degree of success and result in wins. And having a culture that fosters not only trying hard and putting a lot of effort in, but the end result of winning is really a lot of uh, fun to be a part of and something that, that, you know, that we certainly strive for at Orion. So we, we try every single solitary time we do this podcast to pull little nuggets, right? Well, I don't know if you noticed, but I took a bunch of extra notes because your nuggets were fantastic. So the first nugget, which I think we could do an entire podcast on this, so I'm just going to do this as a rhetorical question, which is disrupt your own business. Isn't that scary, right? I mean, you have used that word repeatedly, and just before we wrap things up, that's terrifying, man. I mean, business people are like, I'm not going to, it's working. What is terrifying to me is letting someone else disrupt your business. So you essentially, you have two choices in this life. You can either be the one that disrupts your business and helps your business move forward, or you can let someone else do it. I always think of the innovator's dilemma as not being a dilemma. You need to be willing to identify the innovator's dilemma. What's holding your business back? A lot of times we have artificial boundaries. If I ever hear my staff say, you know what, if I was going to start over, this is what I would do. And then I would ask them, what's preventing us from doing that? Hmm. You know, and really being able to play kind of the devil's advocate, if you will, and constantly challenging our way of thinking. Because when we have those ideas, when we have those thoughts, I think we're onto something great. And there's a real opportunity for us to capitalize on that. Eric, thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us today and talking about this stuff. Thank yeah, you. so much. Well, for Doug and Eric, this is Matt Halloran. And just to, to wrap things up, if you have not disrupted your own business, 
somebody else is going to disrupt it for you. In fact, we're seeing that in financial services left and right, that, that technologies are coming in, robo-advisors are coming in, no-fee platforms are coming in. There's a lot of different things that are coming in to disrupt. And if you don't get in front of that, then unfortunately, you're going to be left behind. Number two, you have to be innovative. We have this uh, inherent fear in financial services to try something unique and different, whether we have the, the excuse of compliance or whatever terrible excuse that you want to use, uh, you have to really get past that. But the favorite thing that, that I think Eric said today that really just makes me super happy is celebrating the win. Very few of you stop and say, I won. Because this is not a marathon. This is a series of, of sprints. And if you always see where that finish line is, and if you're always going to celebrate each individual win, one, you're going to be more motivated. Two, your team's going to be happier. And three, you're going to run a better business. So for Eric and for Doug and everybody here uh, with performance to or permission to succeed, this is Matt Haller, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. This was brought to you by iris.xyz a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.